<laughs> oh, man. All right. Sweet. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to Prayers on the Porch podcast with your main host, Anthony Jabre. What's good? Today, I have the amazing opportunity to interview a motivational speaker, an avid believer who is taking his relationship to another level in this season, which is dope, an investor, and ultimately a mental and mindset advocate and mentor for students. And I think that's such an amazing thing to take that on, especially because, you know, students these days have been known to be all over the place, but to, mm-hmm. to paper that energy has been amazing. So welcome. Christian, what's up, man? Man, nothing much, man. Just out here trying to, you know, get through this lovely day. Uh, right. Blessed to be be able to wake up this morning. So that's what, you know, that's how my attitude is for the whole week. Right. You know, so. Right. So my first question to you is, like, how did you, have you always been a positive cat or was it, is it been, has been intentional? Because I think I meet some people, I'm like, have you always been this way? Or is it more of just like a conscious decision each day? Um, I've always been the type of person to try and uplift other people. Okay. But until about five, six months ago, you know, or I, I started doing these series on uh, IGTV, like about a month or two ago, but about five or six months ago is when I started wanting to help myself mm. as well as under other people, you know? So I, with doing that, I just helping other people is went tr- skyrocketed, you know, mm. like the severity of it to me. Right. Interesting. So, so what was the, I'm like, what was the breaking point for that? Because I think for myself, I've realized that as well. Like I have the heart to serve. I feel like I'm very altruistic in a sense. Mm-hmm. However, I realized that like, if my cup wasn't full, that I'd always, I'd always end up feeling less than after I'd help somebody. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know what you mean. So intentionally pouring my cup first, it was like, all right, for my overflow, I can give to you guys versus like, mm-hmm. I'm on 2% and I'm trying to like yeah. give, you, give each person the charging <laughs> card. Like, yo, what you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, my question to you is like, what, what, when, when did that shift happen? And like, why did you shift to like, want to invest in yourself first before pouring yourself out? Uh, man, you know, about 20 years of my life, I was nothing but depressed. And, you know, I focused on nothing but the ad negative aspects at least when it came to myself Hmm. with everyone else you know I was very optimistic I was outgoing for everybody else but I did never do it for myself but you know the breaking point for that was it was about five six months ago it was I think the day was December 7th Uh, I got off of work you know came back home ended up having some stuff going on going on and then I went out to uh, ended up getting into this very dark and negative place and I've been in that place several different times before Mm. and I drove out to the lake you know and I started thinking about a lot more stuff and then I just got trapped inside my own head Mm. so at that point I ended up uh I was contemplating suicide and then I ended up holding my pistol up to my head for at least a solid hour I was out at that lake for six hours Mm. and I was going to take my life away I don't I remember that, you know, everyone was calling my phone, you know, people were worried about me and even my best friend called my phone and I do not ignore my best friend. My best friend is like my, you know, he's my, he's definitely my brother's keeper. You know what I'm saying? He definitely looks out for me and I could never, 
ignore him. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the type of person he is and the type of relationship we have. But I ended up doing that too. And my brother called me, my brother that I'm actually not that close with, he called me and I didn't answer it. And then I remember thinking about calling him for some reason. And then I snapped out of it and I called him, you know, I broke down and he came out there and was talking to me and stuff. He finally found me and came out there and was talking to me. Um, and then the next day I finally decided to go and seek help. You know, I, I decided the negativity was going to end when it came to, um, you know, being such a pessimist about myself. I was, I would always, you know, work, 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 but never want to give myself credit. You know, I always felt like there's something I can do more. I, I'm not going to settle for, for, you know, the things I've already uh, achieved. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't ever think about those things. I wasn't conscious about it. So then it made me feel worthless. You know, to me, it made me feel like I wasn't doing anything when in all reality, I was going above and beyond. So from that point forth, you know, I started going to a therapist. I was talking to a therapist. I started uh, listening to Eric Thomas a lot more. I've known about Eric Thomas for ET. a couple of years now. Yeah, Shout exactly. Out to preacher, man. Shoot. Yes, sir. He's, I honestly, he would be one of the number one people that have had, that has changed my life. I would know, honest, I, I really yeah. do believe if it wasn't for him, I would not be the person I am now. I would agree, man. Uh, yeah, shout out, shout out to Eric Thomas. Well, first and foremost, I want to say before we get into into the me fanboying off of your boy, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you for sharing. I appreciate you know your vulnerability and and taking the, I guess, time to elaborate on how you really felt because I know it's not always easy to share from that that space. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, yeah. yeah, there's no problem, man. I. You know, I've never been ashamed of telling anywhere where I can, at least for the past maybe three years, ever since I gradu graduated high school and got out on my own and stuff. It, things have been really hard, but at the same time, I've never been ashamed of where I came from. I've never been ashamed of my mom's story, never been ashamed of my dad's story, never been ashamed of mine, you know, because right. all those stories are the factors that go into who I am today. And I'm, I'm damn proud of who I am. You know, mm. I would never trade any of my past experiences for anything else for right. a better, you know, for a better experience at that time. I, that was the best experience I could have because I learned from it. You know, God put those obstacles in my life to improve me and to have me learn from them. You know, there's a, there's a saying, if, if you get a blessing too soon, it's not a blessing at all. Mm. So God puts something in your life and he's going to make you go through it, you know, because he wants you to learn from that experience. As long as you learn, that's really what the blessing is. For sure. hundred so, percent. Either, either it's a lesson or a preparation for another blessing. Mm -hmm. So I, I just made it over that right now off the top of my head. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that was good. I like that. I thank like you, that. man. <laughs> keep that as a quote. We'll, we'll use that. But, um, yeah, I met I met yeah. ET. I met ET. I'll make sure I coin you on it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's all good. I met ET a couple times, and uh, yeah, bro, he's phenomenal. I think that, that he definitely was a, a spark towards me. Uh, interesting story. I think before 
I think people look at figures like yourself and look at figures like me. And at times I get a lot of like, Oh, like you're always so positive. Like, you know, you're very inspirational. You're very, you know, have a good vibe. You're optimistic and all these, all these things. And I always have to tell them and reflect. And I usually, you know, it depends on the person, but I mean, especially being on, on the podcast, I'd love for my audience to know this part of myself. There wasn't, there was a time where I wasn't always like that. It was a time where I was looking for validation. I was seeking it in all the wrong places in, you know, a horrible relationship. Like I, at the time I was around 19, you know, I just broke up with my ex-girlfriend. Um, my mom just had a stroke and I was drinking myself and using drugs pretty much to the death of me. And, you know, after three overdoses in the hospital and being so embarrassed to even look at myself or look at my mom because she was right by my side each time I realized that like it has to be on me like if if I'm Mm -hmm. constantly putting my future and putting my own security and foundation of who I am and what my esteem or what my courage is and other people I'm always going to be unhappy but it it took those Mm -hmm. times being alone in the hospital with a tube up my nose because I had stomach issues because, you know, I was just unhealthy. I, you know, I was, I was broken, broken, mm-hmm. taking a bunch of drugs that, that to numb myself and it wasn't working, I realized, because there's, there's only so much you can take before your body's threshold kind of gives out on you. And so I had to make a decision. I made a decision on, on that day of like, all right, like, from, ne- from here on now, I, I don't want other people to feel as alone as I did because I realized that no. the re- main reason why I chose those things is because I felt like I didn't have a voice. I felt like, you know, it was never good enough. I never felt good enough. And I realized all right, I need to have a parameter and a measurement of what good enough looks like because if I'm basing it on mm-hmm. social media from basing on what, you know, this celebrity says, or this person says it's never, it's always mm-hmm. fluctuating. And so I, I say exactly. all that to, to say like, you know, for each person that's listening, have have a clear parameter of what success looks like. For you just waking up today and listening to this podcast goes to show that you want something out of your life and you want to exactly. improve exactly. and be the best person that you can be. So give yourself the grace. Know that, you know, it's not always going to be perfect and know that, you know, you'll make it, you know, at the end of the day, like you'll make it mm-hmm. surprise yourself with all of the amazing things that you can bring about just like this double conversation that's happening right now you know exactly yeah, man. <laughs> most definitely man i appreciate you sharing that with me that was definitely really you know it gives me way more insight on who you are you know and down to the heart down to the core right. you know it makes me think about certain things you know i'm trying to with you talking about all that i kind of i got some plans going on in my head myself you know right. so definitely you are definitely a very inspirational figure during these times you know just throughout in general, Hmm. you know, um, with a lot of people and you kind of notice this a little bit more now, now that we're having this pandemic going on, you have a lot of people, you know, starting to, you know, speak and try and be uplifting and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Hmm. I, I condone that. I applaud that. And I don't, the thing is for me, I don't want people to get me mixed up with that because this has been my plan all along. Right. I've wanted to become an inspirational speaker. I've, I've always had the passion for talking, you mm. know, trying to uplift other people by using my voice. And that's, that's the gift that uh, God has blessed me with, you know, so I don't want people to 
make it seem like I'm only doing this during the pandemic. This is going to be plenty of years to follow. I am manifesting it now. I'm speaking it into existence. I'm going to be one of the top inspiration, uh, motivational speakers, you know what I'm saying? And within this industry, just like how ET did. Yes, you are. I don't, I just, I use him for a lot of what I talk about yes, because he's shown me so much, man, you know? Yeah. So when it comes, when you speak to existence, man, the, exactly, it's, it's, man. it's definitely possible. Watch, we'll look back mm-hmm. in like probably five years from now, but like, yo, each thing that we said, we did. Before exactly. We exactly. So yeah, I definitely appreciate you sharing that with me, you know, and yeah. with everyone else as well. Um, it makes me, you know, we got to team up sometimes, man. We got. Yeah, let's get it. That's why. That's why we I might had to. Most definitely, we're gonna have to, you know, make that certified team. I know you see, Et got his own, you know, his inner circle. He got Jamal yeah. King, Carl Phillips, and he got CJ. Yeah. Hey, we got we got two right now. Right. Me and you. Yeah, that's we need two more. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Dream team. Now, um, it was it was interesting. You were touching upon it, and and I wanted to to speak something because i think et and his whole team started during the recession right mm-hmm. and like you mm-hmm. like you said we're, we're starting right now during this pandemic to really take our our light sharing experience i'll call it that seriously yeah. yeah i think we've always been lights and i think each person that's listening they have something in them beautiful and a gift that they wanted to share we've we've always been lights i think now though it's a time where it's darkness and it's easier for us to shine. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? sure. I, like, I, you I like need, that. You yeah. need, you need the, I always say this, you need the darkness to be able to see the stars, just like you need mm-hmm. the contrast or the shadows to see what is positive. And so now mm-hmm. it's the perfect platform and the opportunity for each of us to use whatever gifts to the fullest capacity and spread love and just spread the, the truth that we have in our own hearts. Cause you're, you, your unique experience is unique to you and it can reach the people that it needs to. And same for me, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, most definitely. I agree with you on that. And, you know, another thing is, you know, it definitely will help, you know, kind of catapult us within our careers with what right. we're trying to do. And one thing we also had to inform the people on is you can't just look for help when it's dark. Mm. when you're doing great make sure you're still looking for help right you know and actually you know it's it speaks about in the bible god just doesn't want you to seek him when you're in times of darkness Mm. he wants you to have faith in him whenever you're in times of you know um you know more positive more positivity time positive times and things of that sort you don't only have faith during those dark times uh, man, I'm glad you got spiritual. I got it. it we, you're right up my alley now. We, we, mm-hmm. we talking the bread and butter of, I think, the foundation of what I like to speak about. Because before mm-hmm. it was interesting, before I was kind of afraid to, to speak about spiritual things because, you know, it's like, oh, it's corny or a bunch mm-hmm. of these labels that want to yeah. pigeonhole people as, like, oh, you're, you're a Christian, so you're automatically this, this, and this. But mm-hmm. I think being Christian is also being human. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. go out the window. And like you said, like being able to have a consistent walk with him, you're friends with them in the light because you're friends with them. And then he can help you in the darkness because of that consistent walk beforehand. You feel Mm -hmm. me? Like if you exactly that loyalty, 
if you, like you were saying with your friend, like you were consistent with your friend. That's why the reason they were reaching out to you. Like say, for instance, if you never mm-hmm. talked to your friend for like two, three years, and then all of a sudden you just called him, like, I don't know how quickly he pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with God. He's like, oh, now you calling me? Cause you went yeah, exactly. You feel me? Exactly. Like where were you at when you were, <laughs> I was giving you all these blessings, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Most definitely. I definitely agree with you on that. What is your what is your morning routine look like when it comes to just getting your your headspace correct? Um, yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Um, my morning routine, and I actually for the people listening, I would highly recommend to write out like pen and paper, or type it out, or put it on a vision board, whatever you got to do. Make sure that we start writing down our routines for the mm. week. You know. Get on after you get out of whatever you're doing on Sunday. You know, some some people go to church. Some people, are, you know, just get up and wake up. Some people are, you know, doing house clean on Sunday. Whatever you're doing, make sure you have some point in that day or any other day to make sure you write out your routine. Like mm. put, you know, whatever time you're waking up. Like I have mine right here. It's like 3 a.m. I wake up for work, you know, get up, brush teeth, wash face. I, and it's like some stuff that's a given, but writing it out makes everything so much better. For sure. But my routine, you know, to get myself right in the morning, um, when I go to work, uh, I usually I listen to music during uh, during my work time. So I work from about 415 a.m. So I wake up at like three Mm. and 415 to about 830. I listen to music, but I make sure I get in, you know, a couple of E.T.'s podcasts or some of his videos or Les Brown, Tony, uh, Tony Robbins, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, yep. I make sure I get in some, some inspirational speakers. Man. But uh, after that, I always make it a habit because I drive about 37 minutes till I get home. And it's about a 37 minute drive. So I, I put on one podcast at least of Secrets to Success, hmm. you know? And you know, those podcasts are usually an hour and a half long, you know, maybe like an hour 15, right. but, I half of that. Boom. I, I sat here. I made a goal for myself. At least one episode. I listened to half that uh, half of that on the ride home. And then I listened to a little bit more while I get ready for work. Mm-hmm. I mean, while I get ready for the rest of my day. So that is getting my head right for the rest. You know, got it. Got it. Yeah, man. I, I think I think what I'm hearing from you and I'm along the same lines of like being very very intentional with what we are filling our minds with. I think we, mm-hmm. we, we are cognizant, I think for the most part, each person of like what we should be eating. You feel me? I mean, it, it kind of varies to, yeah. to, to each degree in each culture. However, I, I think we need to be cognizant of what we fill our souls with and put our mental yeah. in. You feel me? Yeah. Like if, if we're not consciously putting stuff in our brains and consciously putting stuff, like I always listen to the Bible first thing in the morning. And then after that, it's just like, I'm, I'm either taking a development course or I'm just journaling because it's like, as you get your, your mind clear, and I posted this earlier this morning about just meditation and journaling, those two things I think have been like phenomenal when it comes to just like being able to really handle whatever storms that come my way. Cause then this is like, I can get it out on my head mm-hmm. and also allow it to come to the surface through meditation. And so those two things are just like, non-negotiables for myself but i feel like are are crucial you know yeah yeah most definitely i definitely agree with you on that and actually uh started friday 
um, I started reading the Bible. So growing up, I, we were half-assed Christians, you know, that's how my parents were. That's how they raised me. Mm. So that's how I was. And then I, I ended up developing, you know, my thought process of really getting away from religion as a whole, because in my opinion, I don't really care for religion because it, do, it does nothing but start wars. You know, it, it divides us. So what I would just, that's just me in my opinion, you know, um, I categorize as agnostic and being agnostic is believing in a higher power, but not believing in organized religion. Hmm. But I still take practices from certain religions and incorporate it into my own spiritual being, my spiritual practices. Right. You know, I'm not giving it a title of religion because honestly, that's all it is. That's all it is that creates division is the titles, you know, hmm. and God never spoke anything about religion when he first created man. What he spoke about is being faithful to him, loyal to him and loving him and the dark and the bad, uh, and the good times, you know, he never spoke anything about, okay, uh, we need Christianity. We need, uh, we need, uh, you know, Buddhism. I mean, uh, Buddhist, we need, you know, so on and so forth. You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But he never spoke anything about that. Mm. He spoke of loving him being, being a hundred percent faithful to him and loyal, you know, mm. So that's, that's my thought process on that. But uh, with that being said, I was getting up to, uh, I started reading the Bible last, this past Friday, you know, and I finally, I, I was that one decision, you know, just like you had your decision when you're in the hospital, there is one decision that I made, just like when I decided to turn my mental around, you know, and that was to start getting closer to the man above. Like I've been telling him. Exactly. It, one it only takes one decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, would, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, my bad. My bad. It's just, you know, I, and that's a part of my morning routine. That's a part of my daily routine. I at least want to get one uh, passage, you know, from like, like one chapter from, you know, Genesis. That's where I'm at right now. I want to get one chapter, at least one chapter a day. Mm. Done, you know, I know it's not fast paced. I'm not a fast reader, but I'm still, you know, sitting here reading it. I'm taking, I'm making sure I take time out of my day to understand what he has put in place for us and, you know, kind of the instructions, so to speak. And then, you know, the, the aspects of how he loves and cares for us. So that's listen, what I started. In, in, in do, do you listen to audiobooks? Um, I, I do. I do. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. Look into, um, and I, I recommend this in a couple other podcasts, uh, the Bible experience. That's what it's called on, on audible because for me, like yourself, like I'm not the fastest reader and like at times, especially when it comes to just like really dense biblical text at times it comes off. I can just, I just can't sit and read it. I'll just, I'll just say that. I yeah. just can't sit down it's and read it. It's pretty intimidating. I'm a, very, yeah. I'm a very active person. So I think the easiest thing now is like, I think through that it's very theatrical, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier for me to listen to it while I'm on the commute or while I'm working out or while I'm, you know, doing whatever it may be, whether I'm brushing my teeth or, go- or going out to work, like it's a lot easier just to listen to it and get it ingrained in my spirit. So it's just like, all right, like I did have time with God and listen to the word, but it's mm-hmm. not, you know, me having to sit down 
consistently and read for an hour and a half because sometimes yeah. I'll read it and I'm like, I don't even know what the heck I just read. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, exactly. Yeah, um, I understand. Yeah, I think it just knows. I think it's just knowing your your learning style. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I want to speak on, on what you said earlier because I think I agree and disagree because I think initially. I grew up super religious, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I also took this the path of like, all right, like around 12, I was like, forget religion, forget everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to go my own way. Didn't really read the Bible at the time. And then I kind of refound my relationship with God around 20, right? Mm-hmm. Got baptized and got <laughs> with, with connected to a church. And um, I think religions are blessings and curses because I think, there gives people the structure that they need to really like develop the relationship. But I think also mm-hmm. if you don't have the intentionality of developing your own relationship with your God, like that, those, those people at the church can be your God. And I think it's easy for people to do that, including my sp- mm-hmm. myself. Like it, there was a time where that was the case of, I was only seeking the approval of these leaders or these people at the church versus all right, like, am I looking for validation with God first? And then from that, let me pour into other people. So I think like with anything, it's just, you, it just depends on what your intention is and how you're using it to developing it closer to God and give glory to him. Because I feel like if you're, not, if you're not intentional, you can easily, like with politics, like with you know, mm-hmm. the world in a sense, you can get lost in different values and different things that can pull you. you know? Yeah, most definitely. I, I agree with what you're saying. It's just like for me, I've and I went to this church one time with my best friend, Marvin, uh, back in Vegas. Um, I went to this church with him one time and what they talked about, you know, they said, I, we don't care if you're religious or not. We don't care if you're Christian or not. We just care about you developing a strong and healthy relationship with God. Mm. That's what they cared about. And that since then, that's how like that's really how I, I started to view it as. So that's the reason why I, I, I just think that's what God ultimately wants you to do. He doesn't right. care if you're, you're classified as something. He doesn't care about the titles. You know, he just cares as long as you're being faithful to him and loyal to him and believing, you know. He reads so, the heart above all things for sure. Because the Pharisees, perfect example of that, like they have the title of these prestigious people within the kingdom. And Jesus was like, why are you being in, impotent with your, mm-hmm. your gifts? Like you're being yeah. so focused on the title of like, oh, well, I'm mm-hmm. this high up priest. You should treat me like this versus like, no, like, am I humble enough to, to give my life to, to Christ? And then, from that pour out my love and spread the love that's needed to the people that are a part of the body as well. You feel me? Like if we, if, if we get so caught up in the titles of like what this person or this person is, I think that's why you said it divides people. And I think Mm -hmm. ultimately it just comes down to the heart, the intention, and also just the actions that they're taking on a consistent basis because faith without works is dead. Right. So yeah, you can say exactly. you believe all you want and you say, uh, you know, I put this probably tweeted about it, couple weeks ago 
I was like, no more part-time Christianity. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't just be like, oh, I'm, I love Jesus, everything. What would Jesus do? Hashtag, you know, I'm yeah. like, on Sundays, you feel me? And then, like, Monday yeah. through Saturday, you just turn it up ratchet. Like, just keep it a buck. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just exactly. be, you know, faking the funk and putting on Instagram talking about, oh, I'm going to church. It's like, yeah, but I just saw you at the club yesterday. Like, why are you tripping? Mm-hmm. You know? And so. Exactly. The biggest, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just aligning that with, you know, what your heart space is, where your mindset's at, and then just ultimately what you're doing on a consistent basis to grow closer. Exactly. You know? Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, actually with you saying that, you know, people sitting here preaching on Sundays, but, you know, they, they throw on cakes on Saturday. Right. Uh, I was actually in the sermon this morning and he was talking about, okay, everybody, you know, everybody celebrates Easter. They go to their church, you know, they, they, they make sure that they practice the, the meaning behind Easter on only that day. You know, they, they only practice the, the meaning of the resurrection only on that day. But he said, you're not supposed to do it on just one day. For sure. You have to live the resurrection. You know right. what I'm saying? So I, that's just something that I actually, you know, uh, was listening to this morning. So, you know, I've seen the correlations between the two. Powerful, for sure. It's like, and I always make this an analogy and it hits home every single time. You can't like, you can't say, oh, um, I work out or I go to the gym, but you want to go like once every three months. Exactly. And then your your life looks like it. You know, your physical mm-hmm. life looks like it. And it's the same thing with spiritually. Oh, I'm a Christian, but I only go on Easter. I only go on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're not. You're not a Christian. Exactly. Because you know exactly. it's like if you don't have the devout practice of every single day drawing closer to him, then it's just mm-hmm. like you can't really claim to be such as that. It's like saying you're a police officer, but you only, you know, clock in for an hour and a half. And then for the, mm-hmm. for the next two years, you never, you know, it's the same, any title you want to put on it. It's just, it's the same thing. It's just like, don't exactly. Claim, don't claim to be something if you're really not putting the work in. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's, you know, and that's, uh, you know, just with every, all of that, it's related to people not being self-disciplined enough. Right. That's really what it is. People, you know, and that's why I when earlier when we we're talking about titling myself, I was talking about titling myself as a uh, motivational speaker when I was doing the air quotes. It's because I don't necessarily like the word motivation too much. Motivation can lead you to certain places. Hmm. You can you can be motivated to go to the gym. How about this? I'll give you something better. You can be motivated to have a New Year's resolution. This always happens. Talk about it. Oh. I'm motivated. To, yeah, man, I'm going to do this all year. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, two weeks go by. Right. And look at you. You back, back where you started last year. You on last year's resolution. And you still ain't did that. Right. So what it comes with that is people are not self-disciplined enough. They're not visualizing like, okay, I'm really going to be here. They're not even visualizing the steps. That's how you get to that New Year's resolution. You got to have the steps to get up to it. And, and you got to do it when mm. exactly you have to start small and work your way up. You can't just sit here and try and hop in. You know, you can't just hop in the deep end. <laughs> right. And just, I can't swim. I never had exactly. on. No training. And it's like, oh, I'll be all right. And it get it drowned. Then you'd be like, okay, let me not do that. Exactly. It, yeah. Perfect example. That, perfect example that when I was, a young uh young kid i jumped in on deep end me too 
I didn't know how to swim. Yep. And my yeah. mom was like seven months pregnant, had to jump in to save me. And you always got to have somebody to save you, but you don't want to take the time to learn how to do it so people don't have to save you. So you mm-hmm. can save yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just a lot of people aren't self-disciplined enough. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that I had to learn. And I have definitely been doing it uh, way more than I've ever done it before. But you have to put all of the distractions to the side. You yeah. have to know when to tell yourself no. You have to know when to tell other people's no. Other people no. It doesn't matter if they're your best friend, they're your boyfriend, girlfriend, um, your, your siblings, your parents. When you know something is beneficial for you and you're not executing on it, you have to tell them no. You know? So, yeah, uh, self-discipline is a major factor when it comes mm. to, you know, uh, being devoted. Will Smith said it best, I think. He said, what is self-love? And he said, self-love is discipline. Because it's mm. like, you can't say you love yourself, but you're, you're, you're frivolous with your time and your energy. So mm. if you say you love yourself, that means consistently going to the gym. If you yeah. say you love yourself, that means consistently waking up at the time you say you're going to. If you say you love yourself, whatever commitment that you put down on that piece of paper or whatever you had in your mind or spoke to other people oh the girl this this my year and then not do it do it you feel me and i think i i'm i'm for a very very long time i was guilty of that of -hmm. of speaking things and telling my parents oh mom i'm gonna do this or oh you know this is up and then never really execute upon it and it's just like i was for sure the 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 crying the the girl that cried wolf pretty much like mm-hmm. I was every exactly. single day we were just like you know oh I you know I, I might do something or I'm talking about oh it's, it'd be nice to do something else and it's just like no like mm-hmm. each day I had to hold myself accountable and I always get on people now too of just like yes I can hold you accountable to a certain extent I think it's phenomenal to do so but it has to be in you and ingrained in you in the first place. Like I can only push you for so long before you're like, you give up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, you got to want it yourself. And for any, each person that's listening, just tying it back to what we're speaking in the, in the initial piece, you have to want to get better. You have to want Mm -hmm. to to get up and and really develop and hone your craft or love yourself or love that relationship with that person in the mirror, which is you. Like it has to be on you. You have to be your own superhero because it's like nobody else is going to love you more than you love yourself. You know, and that's facts. Sure. Like, you know, they, your parents love you 100%. Like, if you have a great relationship with them, awesome. If your, your teachers are going to love you to a certain extent, but nobody else is going to be with you 24-7 like you are with yourself. And I had to really realize exactly. that. You know, to talk about what you were talking about earlier, like, being suicidal, I think the biggest reason for that was I felt like, you know, why aren't these other people saving me or understanding my pain? And I had to really get up and like, all right, shoot, like it's on me to do. Like I had to do the grief recovery work. I had to see my therapist on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. I had to do the work and hard work of really navigating why do I feel these certain things so I can move forward? Because it's like, as long as you're a victim, you're always going to be susceptible to those negative emotions. You know? mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you're definitely right. You are definitely right. It's, it's about that consistency. You know, the consistency is the number one thing to success. Right. Number one thing. Facts. You have to place that at the top of your priorities. So when you have these other goals that you have under consistency, you can 
you start off with being consistent and then you execute them, mm. you know, but you have to be consistent. So yeah, you're definitely right. And when it comes to self-love, you know, man, I always wanted, and this is, this is what I would always do. So I've, you know, I've contemplated, su- I, I contemplated suicide for 20 years of my life. There is not a week that went by or a month that went by then I did not have some type of thought about it. Mm. And, you know, when I was a small, uh, when I was a small kid, I was like anywhere from, man, maybe five to nine years old. And there was multiple times where I tried to drown myself in the bathtub as a kid. Mm. Where does, honestly, where does those, where do those type of thoughts come into play at that time? You know, no kid should ever have that thought. No human should have that thought, but a kid is way more unexperienced in life, you know? So I, I would, I would do all these things and I would suppress my emotions. I would let it build up, build up, build up, and I would explode. And then when I would explode, it's not me being physical or anything. It's me being very emotional. And I break down, I go and ask my mom, why, why did you do this? Why? why uh why you couldn't get us back like you said you were why couldn't you stay off of this you know and i would i would get upset with my dad and my stepmom because you know i didn't want to be around them i wanted to be around my mom but the whole time i'm blaming her 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 those things happen i can't go back and change that i'm i wasn't sitting there blaming myself i wasn't taking responsibility for how i felt you know Mm. so I finally got to a point in my life, I'm tired of being negative. Negative takes way too much energy. Right. It takes more energy than being positive, I can tell you that. Mm. And I got to that point where, okay, I'm done. I'm going to be consistent on wanting to love myself. And I had to stay up on top of myself because I would want to revert back to my old ways, but you can't do that. Mm. Once you make that decision, you're your balls to the wall, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> Just, you know, uh, you just, you have to want it. You have to truly want it. Like E.T. said in one of his early videos, you got to want to succeed as much as you want to breathe. Right. The better as you want and, to breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want so, to, a phenomenal quote. Yeah, I met, yeah, he's, he's dope. But yeah, bro, I, I would, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> it, it takes, it takes a lot of consistency and it takes a lot of, purpose behind each action that you're taking throughout the day because Mm -hmm. if not it's so easy to revert back to that negative headspace because Mm -hmm. i think naturally as people we can easily be negative because our minds are set up to do so i remember Mm -hmm. reading this article one time where it's just like before we had modern technology it was a lot easier for us to be, I guess, objective because we had to be. We weren't trying to get eaten by a freaking saber-toothed tiger, so we had to be exactly. very realistic and, and quote-unquote negative and find the faults and everything so we could survive. But I think mm-hmm. that transition now to where we're looking and a lot, a lot of things are a lot more easier to deal with, and especially if you live in mm-hmm. America listening to this. A lot of these things are easier. We have iPhones. We have all these things if we were blessed to have them and heated water a bunch of these things so we're now it's just like you have to be cognizant of like all right my mind is easily going to turn to negative so i have to constantly fill myself with the positive because if mm-hmm. i'm not it's gonna like perfect example weeds naturally pop up in gardens all the time you don't have to plant weeds 
Like you're never just like, oh, I'm gonna pick this out at the Home Depot yeah. and plant something. They just <laughs> pop up naturally. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with our natural, like with our negative thoughts. They naturally pop mm-hmm. up. So we have to be intentional with, all right, I'm gonna plant these beautiful lilies. I'm gonna plant these roses. And for myself, it was, I'm gonna plant these affirmations into myself. I'm gonna plant exactly. these scriptures into my brain. I'm gonna plant these speakers, like you said, Les Brown. Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn, all these dudes that were speaking mm-hmm. life into myself when I didn't even know who I was at that point, even just consciously putting music into myself to where now I'm like, all right, like I'm proud of the garden that I'm living in. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You're, you're, you're uh, being fruitful. You know, yes. you're being fruitful of what you multiplied. Yes. And you planted those plants and they multiplied. Yes. So now you're able to j- enjoy the fruits that you planted. So yeah, most definitely. Um, it's, it's all a matter of time yes know, sir it's just Ooh. a matter of wanting it we on the come up my friend we are on yes, the sir. come up yes sir <laughs> my uh my last question to you and i always ask this mm-hmm. person this to a, a varying degree if you were to speak to your younger self right somebody that you know was in that headspace of being um hurt and broken and feeling lost mm-hmm. what would you say to them it's like a message to the youth type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'd say the number one thing I would say, love yourself. Hmm. Be passionate about loving yourself. You know, don't love yourself because someone's telling you. Love yourself because you deserve it, you know? And I think maybe a little additional thing is it's, it's only a matter of time but you have to start with loving yourself. When you mm. start loving yourself, everything else is going to come along the line, mm. you know? So yeah, man. Uh, I wish I would have told myself to love myself, but Hey, it's all good because we're at this point. Exactly. And I know. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to the to youth that is listening to this, we'll be able to have that gift of knowing that they should. And then that's our jobs as we learn and progress and, stumble on our, our faces and fall we can now impart that wisdom and those lessons and that love to people that didn't know and so now they do know yes, it's on them to to do but it's also on us to share because if we don't mm-hmm. share they're going to go through the same crap we are and i think that's our jobs as as leaders and light bearers as we were talking about before to impart that to people that don't so they don't have to and they start from a foundation of high self-esteem and high love for themselves so they can build. And I think that exactly. needs to be rooted to, to close here. It needs to be rooted in, in something solid and truthful. And I think mm-hmm. if you haven't considered rooting yourself in the word of God, please consider it because I think mm-hmm. there's so much truth and there's so much encouragement that you can find in the word of what it says about you, what is his promises and what the future will hold if you stick to the script of loving him, loving each other and obeying what he says, you know? And then like you said, it doesn't have to be a certain religion or a certain title on it. Just delve into his word and and see what it says about you and what it says about, you know, you being fruitful, as we say, and you are royal priesthood and all these things about why he created you divinely and perfectly as you are. And 
your self-esteem will skyrocket. I feel like just like myself, because I, I before I, my self-esteem was low as crap. I'm talking about if, if, if anybody had lowest self-esteem, I was probably the picture for that. Yeah. Like the <laughs> and I think as I started to implement, you know, what God was saying about me and, and how he loved me so much, I realized I didn't really need the validation from other people. I just needed it from God. I needed it from myself and from that, you know, I'm going to shine as bright as I possibly can because that's what I'm supposed to do. You feel me? And that's exactly. the same for you, you know? Exactly. And I'll be real quick with this. I know we're running out a little bit of time, but... Um, no, that's not good. Uh, man, it's just, you know, you were talking about how, you know, it's, it is the individual's responsibility to make sure that they, you know, execute and utilize the information that we're giving them but it's also our responsibility to give out that information right and with that being said um you know no one should feel like it's their fault for why they can't uh, get better in the beginning and the reason why i say this is because it's just a lack of resources it's mm -hmm. not their fault that uh their community didn't place any resources and that's, you know, that's with, um, it kind of, it's a sensitive topic, but, you know, just touching on like, you know, just the black community, we have a lack of resources true. and that's, that's because they were taken away from us at first. And then we're at this point today where we don't have as many leaders within our black community to be able to, you know, multiply those resources to our to the youth you got all these you know rappers and stuff uh talking about dollars and, and buying clothes and cars and women and all this other stuff but they're not talking about you know anything inspirational so it's yep. just it's a, it's on both ends you know at the at the beginning it's not the individual's fault you know but when it starts getting to the middle and to the end you have to start taking more responsibility because there's people that finally gave you that information you're just not executing, right? You know? On and then, ownership, ownership. Hmm, exactly. Right. And then on, on our end, we know we have to initially put out that information. And then it's all in their hands when it comes to dealing with it, you know, and how they respond to it. Especially, so it's, it's hand in hand. Right. No, for sure. And I, I think to, to touch upon what you said, um, and then I'll ask you to shamelessly plug your socials. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing is if you see the issue, then that means you're the leader. If you're, if you're a cognizant of, of, of the issue within the communities and whatever facet of life that you see all oh, this really gets on my nerves or this is a problem, like you said, with the rappers not talking about stuff, this is right now, like using this platform and speaking life into other people. Like that's why I started a podcast in the first place it was because I saw an issue and I was like, I don't have all the tools necessarily, but I have what I need. And from that, I'm going to speak life into other people. If I mean, say the same thing for you, like you and anybody listening, if you're in the community and you have people that you want to touch or reach or impact or whatever it may be that you see as an issue, you're the leader in that sense. You have mm -hmm. the experience or you can develop the experience and learn the tools that you need to, to make that change. You know, exactly. it's, 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 it's like the biggest thing that I want to drive home for the whole episode and this, this whole podcast is that take your love for yourself serious and that it's on you to do. You can be your own superhero. You don't have to wait for this Superman outside of yourself to, to save you. Save yourself. 
you know, give yourself the, the oxygen mask first. And from that, then you can help other people do the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. And just one, one more thing, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry. But um, my earphones actually died on me right now. But um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I was just checking. So, yeah, man, with what you said about uh, how you've seen the problem in the community, um, and then you finally, you decided you wanted to execute it, lack of the tools, you know what that started out with was believing. You believed that you were going to try, where, that you were going to help the community, re, d- despite the, the quality of tools or the lack of tools, you know, you mm-hmm. believed. So you finally, you went out and executed, and that's what we're doing now. So right. you got us, you, the number, it starts off with believing. Yeah, and, and, knowing, and knowing why, shout out to Simon Sinek because his book is phenomenal. It's called Start With Why. He's one of the, I think, mm. one of the best books I've read in probably the last five years. And I don't say that lightly because I read a lot of books. Um, and that was, that was definitely incremental when it came to what made leaders influential and powerful is because they knew exactly to a T why they were doing it and why they got up in the morning. And I think from that, the how and the what kind of falls into place, but you really need to know mm-hmm. why you're doing it. And so if you were to take on this venture, whatever big dream or goal you have or whatever problem, like you said, you want to solve, just know why you're doing it. Know your intentions, mm-hmm. see if it holds weight and matches up to something that's longstanding and foundational. And I think from that, like you're going to change the world. I think each person can change the world one heart at a time. You know, it's not going to exactly. be, it might not always be 7 billion people or you're going to be the super big TikTok star or whatever. Maybe, maybe it's just, <laughs> yeah. your maybe it's just your family. Maybe it's just that one sibling you have or one parent or whatever it may be that you give life to, that you speak truth to, that you smile and it liberates them to be themselves, exactly. you know? And, and yeah. I think, I think each person, if they take that seriously, we're going to have a whole better, whole better world in, in our hands, you know? Exactly. It's the energy source. You got to right. have an energy source to power you. Right. So, yeah. So where can people find you on your socials, my guy? This is a time to shamelessly plug your stuff. Man, you can you can find huh? I said all your speeches, all that. Where where can people find you? (laughs) You can find me on Instagram. It's at K K I L E underscore ninety eight. Facebook is just my name, Christian K R I S H T as in Titan E, (laughs) and then N as in Nancy. Okay. And then last name's Davidson, like Harley Davidson. So I got a Instagram, Facebook. I got a Snapchat. I don't really use that too much personal or, you know, uh, professionally. So I think I'll be making some type of professional platform for it. But uh, yeah. And then Twitter, I'll be, I'm in the works to get one, you know, set up professionally and YouTube. I'll be, I'm just waiting on some, uh, some equipment to come in. So Yes, yeah, I got man. Instagram and Facebook on there for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if for all people that are curious, follow us at POTP Podcast. For my personal one, it's at uh, A, no, at J A H B R A E on all platforms. You know what I'm saying? Yes, That's sir. what my personal stuff is at. I've never done that before because, you know, I usually plug in the, the POTP Podcast, but I post inspirational videos on there too. So with that, my friends, thank you, brother, for, for coming on. Uh, I think this was a dope conversation just to speak vulnerably about 
keeping your cup full, knowing your why, having the tools and just even just developing a relationship with God. So I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. There's no problem, man. I really do appreciate you having me on. It is definitely a blessing to be able to speak with you today. Yes, sir. Uh, we're going to be in touch. hundred percent. Touch most hundred percent. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up after the call. We gotta get some get some stuff from the works. But uh, most definitely. And, until next time, my friends. This is Prayers on the Porch podcast. Much love and peace. Appreciate it, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs>